Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Bob, we've got a job. Good. KZ Excellent. Catchphrase. And Mr. Feel. Hawa. Here on Gigaboots. <laughs> you know, Bob. What's up? I think people who got a play date probably had more fun than me with the Steam Deck. Probably. That has, like, exclusive games and stuff. Do you know how it feels to be clowned on by a clown? <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> That's literally how I feel. They, the whole play date thing happened, and I just went, Art. Man, that sounds fun. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't, didn't get it in there. Yeah. I, I keep getting freaked out because I'm watching the Pokemon Sun Moon anime. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters has a shirt which was which a play date is on his shirt. Wait, what? Like very plainly. What? It's a Game Boy looking thing with a crank on the side. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did this come out before the play date was announced? Because the Sun Moon anime is pretty old now. Part of me is like, maybe it was a Game & Watch thing, but turned into a Game Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could see a Game & yeah. Watch having a crank. Possible. They did a lot of a lot of quirky Game & Watches. Man, that's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. You, you know what was also weird? What's that? Uh, the last week, we, we watched that... Uh, that series made by or the movie made by Gundam character designers in the era of you know OG Universal Century Gundam that's about Greek mythology yes it's like our main character Camille blatantly <laughs> it could be anybody but it's Camille though yeah we're calling him Arion uh, sadly this thing doesn't have a dub by the way the name of it is Arion or Arion A-R-I-O-N for anyone who's interested that, th- that dude's blatantly Camille Camille derogatory. I'm going to pull this up, see if I can find a picture of him from a frame because it is it is it is very blatantly okay. Yeah, it's like he's, he's on the cover. It's a little less blatant there. Yeah, but. on the cover, it's absolutely less blatant, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and post that. I feel like... But he's got a headband. That's true. He's <laughs> keeping his hair down uh, and he's got a headband, so it makes it a little bit less obvious. That thing was cool as hell. Yeah, it was very raw at very mo- various moments. <laughs> there's there's a lot of really awesome stuff. You've got your classic stuff. You've got you've got Ares. You've got Zeus, Hades. It's I would describe it, but that would spoil part of it and do it a disservice. I think it's really cool, and it weaves an interesting narrative. It, they get a ton done. Like absolutely, like, so much happens in this. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I know, which is why it's funny, because we just came from Shars Counterattack, <laughs> and it feels like things get done in Shars Counterattack, but nowhere near this much. Yeah, Shars Counterattack's like an end to a series. This is like, let's do the whole series within two hours. Yeah, and it, it feels really awesome. There's tons of cool action scenes, like giant battle scenes, uh, crazy monsters flying through the air absolutely stunning animation this was a uh, 86 right yeah they're about yeah. yeah it was 86 it, it, it's really stunning and i'm really sad that this didn't come over like uh this absolutely should have come over at some point and uh i would just like to point out this this is on the table for we boomers because everyone should watch this <laughs> It's fucking raw as hell. Yeah, it's come over now. Discotech released it like last year. Right, but, but it, it wasn't not, it was not picked up anywhere near <laughs> release. Yeah, and it has no dub because you were saying they lost the original audio tracks. Yeah, so that stuff is not feasible anymore, apparently. <sighs> that's that's a real shame. They will not dub all of it on their own. 
Well, yeah, they, they don't have the sound effects and music separate, so they cannot. Yeah, because you would <laughs> oh, have to, it would be like, okay, time to greenlight a movie budget for audio. <laughs> yes. And then, and then people would just good. get mad. People would just get mad that it doesn't have Gundam sounds. There's a really good, there's a really good moment when, uh, which army was it that just started sending out rockets? Was it, uh, Zeus? You think it was Zeus's armory, yeah. Yeah, Zeus's badass castle on fucking Olympus, his fortress. Uh, they start sending out rockets and they literally fly out exactly like Gundam scatter rockets. <laughs> like, this, this is great. Uh, also, you have characters that are clearly going to pilot the Psycho Gundam, but it wasn't invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> they were saved. Uh, yeah, this thing freaking rules. Highly recommended. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but we also played video games. <laughs> I, weirdly enough, my playlist of what I played for video games outside of our stream was exclusively to check out how VRR went because that update <laughs> came out for the PS5. That checks out. <laughs> This means I had the most micro slice of games ever, Bob. Okay. Because it's games that don't run at 60 on the PS5. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to like think of the perfect game for this situation because it's like most games run pretty well. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, the PS5 is an insanely powerful console. And you what? can't just play the PS4 games because those don't work. Like I can't right. be like, oh, well, we'll play this old, old FromSoft game. <laughs> <laughs> right, like if it worked, then it would be cool because you could maybe, maybe smooth out Bloodborne, but I, I think you still wouldn't be able to. Right. Uh, even yeah. if you could Dan, push that setting on PS4. I had a magical experience with VRR. Mm-hmm. I got in, turned mm-hmm. it on, they went, your TV doesn't support it, and then my journey with VRR ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's a very it's a very new feature I highly on recommend it. It's a, very, <laughs> it's a very good feature. I think the cutoff date for the OLEDs was three or four years ago. Bob, do you remember what your OLED is? Is it a nine or an eight? I do not remember. Yeah, I just know that mine's a 10. I think Bob's was a nine. Uh, I think the nine is when they first adopted it. Monitors have been doing it longer. I think I'm exactly one year off. Yeah. Yeah, luckily, that means it's been going for about four years now. So if you have a TV that's, you know, high end in the last four years, then you have that feature. Um, that's a really great feature. It made Elden Ring kind of smooth <laughs> on the PS5 version. Wow! Yes, <laughs> right, legit. Uh, it was it was really impressive. Like the, it really makes the difference. I absolutely would play it that way had I had that from the start. Unfortunately, my good characters are the PS4 version, so now I have to make the decision of do I upgrade them to PS5? Do I take my PS4 character over to the PS5 now that PS5 is safe? Right now, PS5 that it has. has- such a good face he has the vrr thing going on oh you're talking about my character in the ps5 version with his shrunken mouth yeah i'm like that dude has such a good face you just got to put more work into him he's a fixer upper <laughs> no that guy got a bad start in life for one look at his face yeah right it's just not, <laughs> not eligible sorry this is the easiest to win argument i've ever been in <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was his life really that misfortunate? Yes. Look at his face. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's nice that it leveled that out a bit. Uh, I feel like um, Stranger of Paradise, the demo, at least I tried that with VRR. It does make it smoother, but there are still hitches, mm-hmm. which is kind of like if I bet if I used like if we played Bloodstained, it would also have hitches. Right. Sometimes a game just gets coded in a way where it hitches when a thing happens. But it did seem at least that coin guy. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, so the, these were these were fairly good experiences. Bug Snacks was another one of those games where sometimes you code a game and it just has hitches. Um, that's how Bug Snacks was at launch, but at least now when it drops a little bit before below sixty frames per second, it looks smooth. So I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, overall this this has been a great update. I'm glad it came out. It, it was so funny to look at all of my games and be like, "What well, doesn't run well?" <laughs> um, two last things though. Uh, I guess it's really more than two, but whatever. I played Control, because Control has the 30 frames per second fidelity mode. Uh, ah. This doesn't uncap that frame rate, though. And it still doesn't look smooth in 30 frames per second. Yeah, it's just not possible. It. Just, so, I don't know, like, if they're ever going to go back and add proper VRR support to uncap the frame rate for fidelity mode because it we know from digital foundry's tests using the photo you know mode which does uncap the frame rate that it can run it above 30 Mm -hmm. and that helps a lot uh for example the best the best stuff to use vrr on is any insomniac game because they went back and if you engage vrr it literally will uncap the frame rate so guys spider-man miles morales and uh the you know original marvel spider-man remastered both run at like 40 to 50 frames per second in fidelity mode. And it looks weirdly smooth for something that looks that amazing. Uh, Ratchet and Clank does the same thing. And then if you play the performance modes, it gets up like Ratchet and Clank in the ray tracing mode is up at 80 and 90. Yeah, that's ludicrous. The performance ray tracing mode is like 80 and 90. The normal performance mode is up at 100 sometimes. God, I hope that every single game implements this and just release that that cap. Yeah, just uncap it. Undo everything you just did because Digital Foundry told you to. Yeah, the caps are bad. <laughs> Honestly, let's just go go into that. <laughs> or at least like if VRR is detected, just uncap it, right? Yeah. Like you don't need to default uncap the game, but put in a hook. Just uncap the game if VRR is detected because Jesus, it really, it really helps. You know, like it is that much smoother to run a game at 40 or 50 versus 30. Yeah. You're going to say something, Casey? Oh, uh, just watching you play through things in VRR, uh, specifically Sony first party titles, made me go, whoa, this looks insane and is running insane. I don't need to be reminded what the current standard is for <laughs> how a game looks from Sony's first party. Yeah. Yeah. Insomniac really makes it hard for everyone out here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I yeah. don't think we had an update like that for Horizon. I might be wrong. No, I would like that. I would love I'd to like see that, that game it run. Exactly. <laughs> Casey's like, ah, time to open Horizon. What's that? A VR update. Time to buy a new OLED. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes yeah. sense. Uh, uh, another like, reason for me to not play Horizon. All the, all the best experience for my first playthrough of Horizon. <laughs> He says buying a brand new OLED phone. Now you know, I, I can bought, eat all bought, these green beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the best seven I've ever seen. Oh. God, when I went to go, when I went and I bought Ghostwire Tokyo, uh-huh. at no point until yesterday that I realized I really did just buy that and, and forgot that I own Horizon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's truly gone. Yeah, I noticed. It was um <laughs> brutal, I believe is the phrasing. I need to go and use that new setting they've added on Horizon that always keeps it in home, so it's always on that home bar, because currently it's not there at all. Yeah, because it got buried, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It got buried from every little thing I wanted to try. 
Bob. What's up? You you did you try the uh Devil May Cry five? Yeah, I actually played a good chunk of that. And the one twenty hertz thing. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, no, it, it's really smooth. Like it's hard to tell like how much smoother it is than it used to be, though. Cause I'm like, I don't remember really seeing this micro stutters that badly. But now I'm definitely not seeing them. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like when you're up past 90 frames per second. Right, because that game usually holds like that 90 to 100 sort of range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're up there, it's kind of hard to notice the difference. But it really is just the difference between something that's mastered well and something that's literally immaculate, uh-huh. right? Like the, the it without the VRR was smooth. Right. Like it had a little bit of stutters, but it was so high frame rate, low frame time, right? Mm-hmm. That it really hardly mattered. But this looks immaculate. Like, seeing these Insomniac games run at 90 to 100 with the display synced to the output is unreal. I did boot up Legendary Dark Knight mode, where it just spawns way too many enemies. <laughs> yeah, I was even actually going to suggest that last night. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, even that was like, well, that, is, this is, that this seems is insane. Like, hey, hey, handling pretty well. Jesus. That's intense. I did not expect that. Yeah, there's still a few little moments you can notice it, but it's not like devastating hmm. uh but yeah that's that's it for vrr games i do want to say i really enjoyed control but then got sad because i'm like what if they added the vrr update <laughs> <laughs> i mean they those guys have been on top of like updating that game for various tech, tech things when those things happen but yeah that's true it's a front runner in various technologies right like, i mean the ps5 version is that thing where it's like incredibly small like they they reduced the size oh, so yeah. much. Oh yeah, yeah. They they knocked down the file size. Didn't they do something for HDR? Or was it some other? I, no, no. Weirdly, it was ray tracing. Yeah, they have. They weirdly enough, I think that game is just an SDR game, but it has ray tracing. Okay. Because that you know they have a lot of visuals that are pure white, right? And that doesn't land as well in HDR. No, I think, I think that's what's up. Based and, on and I want to be blinded. <laughs> yeah, of course. You can make the whole screen blind me, right? Awesome. Let's do it. That game is awesome. I don't enjoy aiming. <laughs> yeah, it could definitely feel better, but I like there's enough cool stuff going on. You get enough different powers where I was like, it's okay. It's fine it's, for that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I can tolerate how it feels at 60. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think it feels good at 60. I, I am sitting here looking forward to the next time I get an NVIDIA GPU because then I can buy a, a game like this on PC in theory anyway. Uh-huh. Uh... I say in theory because, you know, that would be buying a AAA game at launch that's pushing a lot of tech on PC when I work on my PC. So that's risky. <laughs> yeah, it's not something that really works out. Don't want to have the Doom Eternal situation where it broke all my production software. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, that's that's why I haven't done that since. And then people tell you PC gaming is fine. Yeah, if you use your PC just for gaming and you try really hard, absolutely. Absolutely. It can be really great. I love G-Sync. You know, you don't have to patch your PC games to get G-Sync. It just works. Wait, that's a Mac thing. I can't say that about it. <laughs> I'm buying a Mac. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I, I, I don't recall. We did a bunch of PS1 retro roulettes. We did, and now we like want to play through all these PS1 RPGs, and it's dangerous. Oh, yeah, no, that was fucked up, and then feels like, <laughs> I'm playing through Xenogears, and I'm like, no! <laughs> 
field just tweet, I'm fucking Dan's wife. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> we ended that stream and I was like, man, I would really love to put, do a playthrough of Xenogears. And Spiff says it'll only take 40 hours. That's all. Just a small uh, 40 mm, hour stream. Mm, <laughs> he's beaten the game 10 times and he's already doing the practice run. Mm. <laughs> that dude that dude uh that is his top three games is fall fantasy seven xenogears and i can't remember the third one because it wasn't those two he's like feel that one time uh-huh. he's building a survival guide that's only 15 hours of loading <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we'll be playing on the ps1 mr Core and pushing it to the absolute limit that that would actually probably help a lot yeah, the load times on the PS1 Mr. Core are insane. Even when you don't have it set to increase read speed or seek time, it just seems like the bandwidth is faster. The loading is faster based on me using ODEs over the years and also using real discs, you know? Like, we got into battles so fast in so many of those JRPGs. That Mr. Core is stunningly competent for something that's still labeled unstable and beta. Yes. God, we played Beyond the Beyond. That game is so bad. <laughs> oh, I was hoping to stay positive, but uh, okay. Hey, 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 kids, gather around. Let me tell you the story about being an early PS1 owner. Me and my brother, we really like JRPGs. Uh, we literally had every Final Fantasy since one that came out in the States. So when we go over to the PS1 and Final Fantasy VII, as I recall, is not out yet. We need a JRPG. <laughs> So we get Beyond the Beyond. For anyone who doesn't know, that's made by Camelot. So imagine all the good vibes of a Camelot game. You know, it's like Golden Sun. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's like the Shining series, because I'm pretty sure that's also them. When people want to express, they wiggle. This is the monkey's paw worst fucking Camelot game I've ever played. <laughs> oh, no. And I remember I remember liking it as a kid, and I'm worried I'm conflating it with some other JRPG from my youth. I mean, it's so generic. It could easily, like, the the imagery of it could have been plastered onto something else and you wouldn't know. Critically, this game got slammed because they said exactly what Bob just said. Imagine saying that an RPG is incredibly generic that early on in the life of the genre. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> From like, an that American just has to be album. like, you're a, no- you're, a, you're a knockoff Dragon Quest on the PS1. Yeah, because it was. And that's the insane part. The insane part is like, it's not like it's even generic, like, like a normal RPG generic. It was so clearly directly Dragon Quest, but bad, which was bizarre. Because <laughs> around the same time, we got Lufia 2, which is amazing. And it's on the SNES and it looks better than Beyond the Beyond. Yeah, that game also does not look like a PS1 game in any way. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't. I'm looking at it now. It does look like Super Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, thing. It, it specifically, it what? makes me think of Lunar <laughs> One. Yeah, like, uh, oh yeah, Lunar looks better like in a little some thing ways. floating yes. near you. Lu- Lunar has Lunar has like su- has like I I think surprisingly fluid animation for like combat and stuff to make up for everything being small and squishy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I just in my head, Lu- just in my head, Lunar looks so much better than that fucking game. Yeah, one hundred percent. It also has anime yeah. cutscenes that look really good. This doesn't even have that. Yeah, it has like an artistic style to it, which it's it, hard to even say that that's what's going on with Beyond the Beyond. Which is weird because once yeah. again, the fucking Camelot games they made on Sega consoles have an art style. Yes. Yeah. 
somehow is like make everything brown and boring <laughs> which is like how do you do that to it's supposed to be this happy rpg that's like dragon quest why are you ha- what happened yeah the shining series visually just looks better and that shit came out on like genesis right so I don't know what happened with that. I, we could probably move on. Yeah, though. we could move on. Yeah. But I just, I, I, I wanted to have this moment publicly with the audience since it was brought up at all because you guys need to understand. I loved that game. <laughs> <laughs> the PS1 then was... Keep loving it. The, the PS1 was blowing my mind at the time. It absolutely just benefited from that. Right. Ugh. <sighs> I was just confused looking at this footage where at the end of the battle, everyone jumps for no reason over and over again. I can deal with that. It's the part where the level curve makes no sense. We gained three levels and we still couldn't one hit a slime. And gaining those three levels took 45 minutes or something. Uh, The dungeon's intentionally designed to make you run through the same rooms over and over and over. Uh, The random encounter rate is way too high. The story is a lot of game. The encounter rate's way too high and the story is just the most generic shit possible. It truly is. I'm not some, like, I sit there and I'm like, Lufia one, kind of basic, but I wouldn't say it was generic. This, oh yeah, 100. What do I think when I think of generic? Did you, were you in a village that was an attack, that was attacked by people? Is there someone with amnesia? Um, so you are in a village. You're raised by foster parents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, never, never there, mind. There's a sister-like figure who wants to also go on ventures, but isn't allowed because she's a girl. There's a lot of sexism never. in the first hour of this game. <laughs> never mind. You hit every other one that I didn't say out loud. You don't understand. The first quest is you go to a nearby cave to get a sacred water, but then she comes down and gets hurt, so you need to save her. <laughs> yeah, this is all of them. It's... It's truly awful how generic this is. It really got critically slammed at the time, which makes sense. It deserves it. Yeah. It really deserves it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Every the, the generic things that I mentioned to you are just all of the opening minutes of Star Ocean 5. <laughs> See, w- w- when I think of JRPGs <laughs> nowadays, I think of this old MS Paint comic, which I'll never be able to find ever again, okay. of like... <laughs> Of like, uh, it's like the starter town, and it's like all the starter NPCs, like tutorial guy, childhood friend, like father, and in the background, there's a big, there's like a giant gym on a pedestal, and it says has a sign on it that says "World Destroying Gym," and it's like, uh, protagonist, I need you to go to the cave outside of town for one hour, and then the next panel is him returning, and all the th- the town is on fire, and the gym is gone, and the elder is like, "You'll never guess what happened." <laughs> Uh, also, KZ to clarify, uh, the town we were in wasn't attacked. The castle was attacked nearby in the That's first fine. 40 minutes. Yeah, so we had to go sure. rescue our biological father who oh, was shit. at the castle. I actually did find it. <laughs> How the fuck? That I, I, I can't believe I found it, but I did. Sadly, it's uh, too big Aww. for anybody to ever put, to put into a... Uh, a thumbnail to put into it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> World conquering gem. Okay, I thought you were saying Jim. Me too. I was very confused. It's like, man, that 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 Jim just fucking wrecked everything. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that feels less generic than this because at least it was a gem oh. that did it. 
Instead, it's enemy kingdom. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm i going to be honest. I'm never playing Beyond the Beyond again. It just made me sad. Sorry. It made me sad that it was that mediocre. Yeah, we uh, ended I, a lot of time, too. Like like you said, like 40 minutes. It was like, oh no, we God. played it an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just nothing would happen. Everything was yeah, intensely was slow and it was all generic. <laughs> Yeah, and almost every complaint we had about it, I later looked up how it was critically received, and everyone had the same complaints. So it's not even like this is a, well, this late on in RPGs, we've evolved past. No, no. Even at the time, they're like, this encounter rate's way too high. The level curve's ridiculous. These, yeah. They have, oh, yeah, we should explain the most mind boggling mechanic. You don't get to choose who you attack. You get to choose what type of enemy you attack. You don't get to choose the special crossover moves. It randomly happens. And also your crits randomly happen. By level three, sorry, four, we had enough MP to cast a spell once. Yeah, you got that. We got that spell at level two. We didn't get enough MP to cast it more than once through that whole hour. <laughs> Which is insane. And we have one party member and everything takes more than one hit to kill. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like when things happen randomly necessarily in a turn-based RPG for like your tools. I I don't like not being able to target a single enemy and make me min you know focus that guy to take down one enemy. Yeah, you know, I've seen was, that mechanic in other RPGs, but it's never good. Like you, you want to be able to select the enemy, not the enemy type. It's like, oh, there are two <laughs> goblins in one slime. Well, I'm going to attack one of these two goblins. I'm not sure which. That's up to the computer. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's genuinely rotten. Such a shame. But yeah, any any GRPG where you don't get more than one party member for an hour is really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but aside from that, I think that's all I played. Bob, did you play anything else? We did finish up the Pokemon Days Gen 2. Oh, that's uh, true. Uh, I, that's important. You know. But other than that, <laughs> I played uh, Samurai Bringer. What is that? It's a uh, indie indie game which launched like last week on PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Uh, it's a roguelike with a top-down perspective, uh, where it's an action RPG sort of thing, where it's real-time hack and slash. Um, but the whole thing, the 3D, but has this filter that makes it look like pixelated art, which is pretty neat looking. Um, the unfortunately, these randomly generated levels you go to are just giant battlefields with almost no like level design to them other than there's this many enemies here. So you just kill the enemies in, in this huge field and then move on to the next area. But what makes it interesting, what kind of keeps me invested in it is uh, each enemy has a chance of dropping a scroll with an ability. And these abilities can be combined in interesting ways. Like, okay, you can make a three-hit combo by having three different kinds of attacks, but also... You could just shove multiple different kinds of uh, like specialties, special abilities into one attack. Like, okay, this this ability picked up is make your weapon bigger, mm -hmm. and you can have that on anything. So it's like, okay, well, for this part of the combo, the weapon's gonna get big, or the weapon's going to shoot an energy slash. Okay, or uh, there were some really weird things. Like, there's also a dash you can get, and you can mix that with the attack. So that becomes like a dashing attack or a jumping attack if you get a jump. Uh, and there's just a ton of different, like, little things to get. And you can assign it to like, every face button in R2. So you have a bunch of different options for how you build your character. 
in those the abilities you actually get to keep between wipes like if you die it's a roguelike so you go back to the beginning um but you use to keep those and readjust them and the thing you don't get to keep are each like general you kill can drop a piece of armor and you equip that and they give you a special thing like oh this one gives you more hp or this one gives you poison resist or if you equip it instead of as an armor you can equip it as a weapon and it becomes a sword a spear or various other things and those have actually different attacks you do so there's a ton of customization as far as that goes and the story is kind of a goofy little thing where you're playing as a susano who's been cast down to earth and now is trying to kill uh the orochi so you're going through these giant stages of killing dudes and eventually unlocking a portal that gets you closer to orochi Mm -hmm. um it's pretty neat but it's 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 only ten dollars at least, so this isn't like a huge investment. Like if this were any more than ten dollars, be like, no, never buy it. <laughs> uh, what did you buy this <laughs> on? Uh, PlayStation. Uh, it's okay. on PS4 and and Switch and stuff. Okay. Uh, the it could release better music. Like it's got some really <laughs> really kind of bad music. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, say the name again for anyone who missed the beginning because that happens a lot. Right. It's a Samurai Bringer. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah, with the, with the first two words being that I expect more words. It's fair. It's fair. fair. I bring your colon. <laughs> Susan Noho versus the Orochi. It's uh, it's brought over by Playism. So there's a trailer with that that guy who does the the voices for uh, Inti creates games. Uh, and it's terrible. So what you're saying is the voice I just did was better. Yes, okay. but it was the same genre of voice. <laughs> but, <better. laughs> uh, but yeah, you can watch that, and it goes through all the mechanics. <laughs> Great, thank you, Bob. Uh, the only other thing I played was uh, I caught up on Genshin stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished going through all the stuff in that that uh, latest like event they did, which is just way too many dialogues and whatnot. Like it took a ton of time to unlock it and then to play it. And then I do the survey and it's like, oh, did you use this feature we made for Quick Start? We get to skip all that stuff and just play the event. I was like, I had no idea. No, that I existed. didn't know that existed. <laughs> Like, why why is that here in the survey and not when I boot the game? <laughs> no, I don't want to do three random character campaigns I don't care about to unlock this. Uh, I'm sorry for both of you. Uh, but some of the stuff in there was neat. Uh, Fields co- covered most of it last week, so I don't really go into it deeply. But hey, there's a thing where you get to play, have a parry mechanic. That's cool. <laughs> uh and nothing else really that that was basically it for what i played this week we also uh watch spy and family (laughs) (laughs) that's true and you can hear about that that's that's true you can hear about that assuming nothing's done horribly wrong (laughs) (laughs) it'd be assuming nobody's dead quite impressive like an impressive blunder yeah uh that was good yeah yeah we did a whole podcast yeah people should go listen to that uh we're gonna throw it over to casey casey what have you been up to this past week, I played the JRPG Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, the 2008 <laughs> free game that a team made uh, that is canon, because when you open the game, they say oh, everything you see is now canon, where the basic premise is you're in the post-cyber apocalypse. Uh, this happens through a combination of things, but the most important one being Charles Barkley, basketball player, uh, tries to play too hard and does something called a chaos dunk. Yeah. Uh, that kills hundreds of thousands to let alone millions uh, kills 15 of million. It kills 15 million people. Yeah, it kills 15 million people. That's So basketball becomes 
outlawed in the Great B Ball Purge. And uh, the beef. <laughs> the story goes off from there of, oh no, a chaos dunk it happens in Manhattan uh, that kills another 15 million people. And people are like, only Charles Barkley is capable of performing this. So you have to, uh, one, recover recover your son Hoops and team up with other characters such as Balthios, the as-described Octoroon great-great-grandson of LeBron James, who is very, very, very clearly a Virgil-like character who uses he energy swords called, yeah, he uses energy swords called Zalbers. Wow. And the Cyber Dwarf. Which is German for magic. God. And uh, the Cyber Dwarf, a dwarf from space that looks like a normal dwarf, but he got into an accident. So they just had to graft his and replace his skin with a basketball. <laughs> and and this is a normal last JRPG where you try to stop the bad guys and save the save the world. You know, I thought that you'd get to play as Jar- Charles Barkley in this. Yeah. You, you do. You do. Yeah. He was okay. just listing all your teammates. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that they were the... I didn't understand uh, that oh, he yeah, was those are the, the main guy. It sounded guys. like you were going after Charles Barkley. <laughs> uh, no. They, they, basically, they're like, the only person who could have done this is Charles Barkley. No, this is a frame job, and his ultimate rival is Michael Jordan, who is using uh, the Mike, uh, Michael Jackson Moonwalker... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sprite. Yeah, yeah. He, Michael he, Jordan uh, sold out the other. Yeah, he sold out the other b-ballers, so he's now leading the secret police that uh, kills basketball players. <sighs> okay, <laughs> this is a 2008 uh, RPG maker esque type of type of JRPG uh, filled with quick time events <laughs> and and other things where you're like, how did you manage this? <laughs> Where there are like two or three sequences in the game where it's like you're dodging the police shooting like energy guns at you, or you're like jumping off of a uh, off like the second floor of stairs to land onto the ground. Um, they know their JRPGs over there, where it has literally every touch I expect from a normal JRPG, where it's like dialogue scenes are happening and then they allow space for two to three seconds of nothing happening before someone speaks again to show that they're like thinking about it. They're, like, thinking about what to say next in terms of, like, the pacing of a scene. You have your, I'm going to this lab to learn bits and pieces about an accident that happened that builds out the lore of the world. It is surprisingly dialogue-heavy, and and all of it seems well thought out while also being a shitpost. And the the combat system is better than I, I can think of most JRPGs that came out in that gen. Where every character yep. has a default attack and an alternate, and they all are like different gimmicks of of how to perform attacks. Like uh, like Balthios has what is transparently cross slash from FF Seven, where it's like each piece of this letter that's being written out in symbols, it'll turn red, and you press the button as each one hits to uh, extend a combo. Or uh, you have to hit up and left as Charles Barkley to do a proper jump shot attack as one of your basics. And then you're like learning new skills along the way, doing various different, different side quests, encountering, encountering references and stuff, and getting random dialogue sections where they're making fun of the Bush administration because this came out in 2008. <laughs> I reached the dev room that is absolute, that is just hell, and in hell they play a distorted version of God Bless the USA. Cool. And the save point thing this time is just. A, a user review or something they got in a forum saying, why would you play this song and talk about this stuff in hell? 
Are you trying to say that George Bush is a Satanist? <laughs> and I'm like, that that that's apparently what we get. The one thing I missed in this entire game was you go you go up to a grave or something, or there's something that uh, allows you to unlock a cutscene with Vampire Mister Three Thousand. This is based on the comedy baseball movie starring Bernie Mac, but he's a vampire. <laughs> uh, this the game is the game in general is hilarious. It's maybe about five or six hours long. It was longer for us because we were voicing uh, every single character, so we could get through the various important moments like the dating sim segment, the Coliseum segment, and all of the other crazy stuff they do. But yeah, this is really good. I highly recommend people uh, check it out because it's free. You can just go onto their website. In which they say, please use the Mediafire link so that our hosting doesn't get too expensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> the site's been up for like 15 years. <laughs> when you try to open it, they do that thing where like a splash screen appears to tell you like what third-party middleware is used. And it just says DirectX 10 and just shows an NBA 2K shot of Shaq. Where I'm like, is this real? <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time and I thought going back to it... um. 14 years later would be a lot more problematic. Turns out it was mostly okay. Except yeah, there's, for there's, there's some stuff that uh, didn't age so great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, certain outdated terms you would say for someone who's shorter than an average person. But aside from that, relatively all right. Uh, people say it's one of the best streams I I've ever done. I, I could tell because I felt physically exhausted and sick afterward immediately. <laughs> well, it did become a real-time fan dub at one point. Yeah, and it got a most of the people I was with had no idea about many of the details of the game where I'm like, do they know that Bill Cosby is going to show up in the next 10 minutes? I don't think they know. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but me and Phil knew when they started talking about the ghost dad. <sighs> but yeah, that's, that's basically, that's basically uh, all I played in, in great detail this week. Okay. Uh, feel. Uh, I've been playing Xenogears. Fuck you. <laughs> Xenogears <laughs> might have the most mu like I, if you if you like booted this game when it came out, the, the, it would have blown your dick off. The presentation is like the sprite work is incredible. The areas look really nice. It's full of anime cutscenes. They happen almost constantly in the opening of that game. Uh, the music's really good. Uh, that game maybe has more loading than any other game I've ever played ever. You hit the button for the menu and it hitches because it has to load the menu. Hmm. Uh, changing areas takes kind of a long time. Uh, uh, going just, into battle takes kind of a long time. Just curious, how are you playing this on the uh, PSTV? Uh, I am playing this on the PSTV, but I also okay. tested it on a duck station. Okay. And which emula which is like very very close to hardware accurate. Yeah. It's like wow, this is a. This is slow. Yeah, I wasn't trying uh, to blame your setup. I was just trying to think if he, was he playing it on the Mister. <laughs> um, the last time I tried to play this was I think 2007. Okay. And uh, and the the platform I was playing it on died at the time, and it because and it wasn't it was a backup. It wasn't like a real disc. So I'm like, guess I'm never finishing Xeno Gears. Oh. But with uh, Xeno Xenoblade Chronicles three coming out and. Uh, the main character of that game looking like Faye and Ellie's child and even having design elements from Ellie's costume in his costume. I'm like, I better play this fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, playing this game 
after watching Gundam and Evangelion is very fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, because no uh, there's been a... inspired. <laughs> Never. Within the first hour of the game, you have a scene that just could be from Evangelion, like with the characters talking to each other and one of them lecturing the other. Hmm. And a scene that could be from Gundam, almost exactly, with Faye being like, but I don't want to fight. And the other dude being like, I'll open the hatch and toss you out of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and then starts beating him. <laughs> also, there's a part where like where like guys attack the base you're in and you have to fend them off, and they just look like generic guys from Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. God, one thing we found out was when Luca was in the game was like, What? What do you why did you just put a spider? We played three games with Luca in it during the PS1 retro roulette. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Oh, like, there's Chrono Cross, there's Zeno Gears. What was the third one? God, that I was guess the third Chrono one. Trigger. Because we booted oh, yeah, Chrono we booted Trigger. Chrono Trigger just to see how the loads were. It didn't solve it. No, those <laughs> things were still terrible. You can't fucking solve that. Oh yeah, yeah, those final fantasy ports. Man. Yeah, that Between was the, certain translations being like why burn to just opening the menu, making it shit. Bob, you you played six for the first time that way. Yeah, I played six all the way through like that. Oh, man, you strong. really got to dig into that world. Uh huh. There, there's also and I'm going to uh, I'm going to post it. It's very small because it's it's the same resolution as it actually is in the game. I didn't blow it up or anything. Mm hmm. Uh, there's like a portrait that Ellie has that is just that, that that maybe they traced from Evangelion, you know maybe they did that. No, I don't know. What maybe you're that may, may, maybe that mm. looks extremely close to a certain face that someone makes as they call someone pathetic. No, no, that's definitely not happening here. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what? What do you even? Nah. Uh, the the uh, combat system seems kind of bad. Okay. Uh. It, in fact, it kind of has the energy of not being finished, which considering the second half of this game as is legendary for not being finished, maybe it wasn't finished. Because it doesn't really have a lot of mechanics or UI. It's kind of light on both of those. Huh. Um, and it's like, okay, maybe there's nuances I don't understand, but it's like, like, why would I not just do the strongest attack I could do every single turn? Because you have like the combo system, which you have like the Tekken buttons for light, heavy, light, medium, and strong like martial arts attacks. Uh huh. And if you do them in the right order, you get like a you get like a Legend of Legaia esque like hyper combo. But Legend of Legaia had like a meter system, and this doesn't. So there's nothing keeping you from just dropping your strongest move every single turn. I don't think. Like, from what I've played, I haven't had any trouble just doing that every single... And it, cha it changes a little bit when you're in the gears. Yeah. But when you're on foot, it's like, I don't I don't, I don't, don't get it. Okay, there you go, Feel I blew it up to 1,800 by 1,800. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's important. Thank you. Mark it. I will now put it in the pot. <laughs> Who could this be? <laughs> uh, something interesting about this, Feel. I'm not sure if you heard about this at all. Uh, sorry to interrupt your tangent. Uh, apparently, this was yet another pitch for Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Or and I, I also knew. another pitch for Chrono Trigger at one point, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. That, uh, <sighs> that it feels like almost every single game Square made in the first half of that gin was supposed to be Final Fantasy VII at some point in development. This is really great. No. <laughs> then they move on and they're like, we'll we'll make that but, later. But I yeah, can like I, I can I, see the I can see the Chrono Trigger really clearly. 
Yeah, Luca's right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember when um when Sakaguchi just walked into a room and just said, "Tetsuya, you're not you're not on Xenogears anymore. You're making you're making my game, which was going to be Final Fantasy VII." <laughs> yeah, poaches that. Uh, I'm not I'm not super far, by which I mean I'm I'm seven hours, which isn't uh super far in a JRPG on the PS1 that has kind of egregious loading. Yeah, I was like, maybe um, the, the combat will make more sense later on then. Like, maybe they just have introduced some mechanic that makes it feel complete. Maybe. I don't know. We sound like, uh, we sound like we're talking about Final Fantasy XIII. <laughs> yeah, right? Does, 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 the mister, does the mister have cheat functionality on uh, the PS1 core? Yeah, if you turn off the CPU cache, uh, you can cheat. Yeah. Because uh, there is a cheat code that I determined, and this is almost enough to make me consider switching to Duck Station. Mm-hmm. Just this. Uh it makes the text appear instantly when characters talk. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and it, it, when normally it is the slowest tech speed I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah, it was pretty slow. We actually played a lot of JRPGs during that roulette, too. So we got to compare it against all those. <laughs> it's like the, the like the one-two punch of the, the loading and that is like, this is glacial. But it looks really neat and has really good music. And it, it has a guy who who like appears posing exactly like Master Asia on his Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shot is absurd. And then I think he says he he needs your power to kill God. Yes. It's always good. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, it, it's really great to see where uh, where the games media's perceptions of JRPGs for the past 25 years came from <laughs> condensed into one screenshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did i play anything else this week uh, I uh could, but th- but that's good i'm going to, i'm going to continue playing it i could stall bob but and i didn't I'm... talk about vagrant story um oh yeah that was cool ooh. amazing if you haven't seen vagrant story play i think its production values are a step above every other ps1 jrpg i genuinely believe that the way it tells yeah. tells its story with the cool cinematic camera cuts tracking shots etc the text playing out it has seamless loading yeah like no, it'll it's... finish this really cinematic cutscene, and then it'll cut to some text that literally is just important story stuff and you get maybe a paragraph or two and then those fade away like the second paragraph fades away and you're in the next cutscene, and it's going yeah it, the only thing it's missing from being the absolutely insane absolutely insane is having like a dub like advocacy of voice acting here yeah it feels weird not to but it it manages to overcome that and still look amazing yeah it's really really cool i just from the small amount of time we spent with it i this was the other one it was like xenogears and this were the ones where i'm like god i really want to play through this <sighs> yeah vagrant story is really really cool um that storytelling is really really neat that was also Hitoshi Sakimoto music. Yeah, it's very clearly, <laughs> which is always good. Yeah, the <laughs> tactics guy. Final Fantasy Tactics. I, I have not... I did not actually play anything else worth mentioning, so that's it for me. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll talk about, if you guys are in the mood, uh, the Pop Lords? I'm always in the mood. Yeah, tell me about these Pop Lords. I've never heard of them before. <laughs> but what... Who are the Pop Lords? <laughs> what do they want? Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as E. Lee Broyles, Corey Brown, 
They weren't kidding. That Luigi could extra sensory. <laughs> Red Blaze 27. A miserable little pile of juice of frost. Suzu Shiro. Emperor Zero. Shibuya Gato. An unedited picture of Bobby Kotick? Uh, just, just, just think of fat bastard with, <laughs> with, with his, with his head grafted on. Yeah. Rado and the Forest Messenger are now friends. That's awesome. I like your squirrel buddy. One hundred one shades of wonderful remastered. WTF, Spider Man. Whenever I ask Bob for, uh, sorry, whenever I ask for a Pokemon that I know Bob will get wrong, he just defaults to dragon-like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to trick me. <laughs> you asked for a thing I didn't know. Of course, it's a dragon because <laughs> they hide them. And it's like, that's a trick, Bob. Gen 2 hides every Pokemon. <laughs> Mr. Flintstone, what are you doing? I'm a pod lord. I'm supporting the Gigaboots podcast network. Yabba dabba dabba. <laughs> Thank you, pod lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, pod lord. DFW 3K. Muckbun. Live, leave Gene Karia to me. Kristen. Tonberry's uh, really feeling it. Mm. <laughs> His hair's so luxurious. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and Nocturne Figma pre-order waiting room. He returns and he is big. <laughs> Kyle Bjork. Maddie Moe. Oh, the, oh, the Lord Fuckpot. <laughs> so much mileage. Iron Aggro. Blig de Blue. Schlig de Boo. Front-facing character of the week. Ultra Instinct. I'm gonna murder this name. <laughs> Louis Swah. Uh, Louis Le Swah. Yeah. Yeah, Louis, yeah, Louis Swah. Lavalier. Yeah, Lavalier. There we go. What is this guy in Chaos Legion? Yes. <laughs> B. N. 12. Monster Hunter. Ryzen and Raiden. Uh, subjecting your fans to a whole month of uh, honeymooners and Flintstones, that's yabba dabba domestic abuse. <laughs> Not domestic. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem we take issue with. Yes. Bar God, it's Yuji Naka. He's cashing in to be the top star of the week. <laughs> oh, here he comes. They hit the Pentagon. They <laughs> <laughs> hit the fucking Pentagon. <laughs> Ah, uh, you wish to fix housing crisis in your favorite MMO, yeah? No worries, my friend. I have just the solution. <laughs> bark, bark. Barkski. Cooper Tank. <laughs> it looks like you're a landlord. Would you like help with that? <laughs> Good God, that is a hideous creature. <laughs> Not all landlords are hideous. <laughs> Apple Gothic is now finally caught up with all podcasts. His bonkai is called Horus, right? Oh. What the fuck am I looking at? What the fuck? 
Come on, look at that podboard. Uh-oh. Yo, what's up, Zigay? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, um... Of course. That is, that is the horrific creature Zero Three from Virtue's Last Reward, except in that game, it's like a... It's like a, a it looks like a rabbit. Like a like a uh -huh. cartoon rabbit. But yeah. It's a rabbit talking to you on a screen. They made a costume for it for whatever fucking thing that is actually shaped like in this weird game that I've never heard of until they did these costumes. Yeah. Ugh. So they just so they just made her, it look like like pissed off Popico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I can't handle this because Sigma, that's the name of the character on the left, uh, looks like some broy villain from a Disney Channel cartoon. No. Yes. Uh, I'm really laughing at uh, at Fee, the character on the right, who is an annoying redditor in the actual game, just having like Velma glasses. <laughs> yeah, lots going on here that I I'm not here for. <laughs> Drive type cam, Mitzi, Indigo Sykes, NFT avatars are now mandatory. Oh no. Okay, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna eat the two hundred and fifty dollar minting fee, and I'll mint everybody pictures of Italian Elon Musk. Okay, it's better than moving to Mastodon. <laughs> Gardevoir jump scare. <laughs> but, but Bob, is that is that the Gardevoir you drew? Yes. yes. Well, it, it why looks, are they it, also the Great Gazoo? <laughs> Look, I used to draw Garden of Our being smug, and it just happened. <laughs> See, the, it really, it looks like someone's mom in a cartoon. They, they, they asked for Gardevoir using its ability trace over Bob's drawings of Wonderbreads and being smug about their drawing ability. I think you did a good job. A raccoon that loves his new Sfeel plush. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. We don't just get Bob drawings; we get Toast drawings as Bob Lords now. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's no longer horrified. <laughs> I love that one. It has button got, eyes. God, yes. God, imagine like a gym class in middle school, but it, somebody's whipping this feel at your head instead of a dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Frost went to town and found this funny car hoe. Open are the double doors of the horizon. Clouds darken the sky. The stars rain down. The constellations stagger. Doom posting in our pod lords. <laughs> <laughs> what if there were two pod lords on the moon and one of them killed the other with a rock? Wouldn't that be fucked up? God damn it. He's gonna do it. Vierenvarm. <laughs> Fuck the haters. The new Batman movie is amazing. He just like me. For real. For real. <laughs> Riddler reaction. Eighth Generation Heroes featuring Ghost of Seven Genmen. My name's Charles Barkley. I'm one of the last B-Ball stars alive. <laughs> that part is voice acted. <laughs> the Super Mim. Lane's World 25. I'm a podlord. I'm crowdfunding. <laughs> Saralina. What's a libertarian? Basically a conservative with a bong. Wise words brought to you by this Podlord's favorite match three game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, that's not true. You, you forgot the part where they're pedophiles. And a Ceregios <laughs> learning to use GIMP. 
Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> to our pod lords. That Thank must be pod really lords. hard with the talent. Thank you, pod lords. Rough, man. Thank you, pod lords. Yeah. Use the Thank tail. you, pod lords. <laughs> and if you'd like to become a pod lord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach, our Bleach Review Podcast will review all of Bleach. We just finished the Bount Arc. We're the only human beings in history to have ever done that. But if you want to see the very last part of the Bount Arc now, you actually have to give us $5 for that early access. You, you want to know what happens to Jin Kari, you're right. Uh, extended armchair dev pitches and gamer premonition premonitions when those shows force us to leave ideas on the cutting room floor and a patron-exclusive show one per month where you get to vote on what good or bad thing we have to watch and talk about. That's patreon.com. Slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us if you tell your friends. And if you don't have any friends, you can learn how to use GIMP and that'll impress them so much that you'll make some friends. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. Wow, how'd you do that with your talent? That is true. <laughs> Typical uh, podcast followers always have their fingers covered in bugles. It's really rough. <laughs> Could you imagine they're doing the fingers in the bugles thing? Yes. Uh, you know, we're going to do something weird. What's that? What? We're gonna we're gonna need to get Bob's bullet out quick. Go, Bob. Um, they announced the Xbox slash Bethesda Games showcase for June twelfth at ten a.m. Pacific time. So that's their E three show for anyone who can't put okay. this out. Cool. <laughs> now we know. That's cool. I I was thinking literally yesterday. I'm like, I need to start getting dates and getting people planning their flags for for summer video game reveals. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, Bob off content just said it's been a while since we had to stream a gaming event and i swear to you the second he said that that's when this was announced yeah this is posted like 10 minutes later <laughs> i was like okay there <laughs> yeah go. i was literally gonna say it last night while you were playing shit on vrr uh now we'll just group together the fucking playstation stuff uh some guy was hired at sony and announced on twitter hey i'm sony's uh game preservation guy you know uh it's my career passion and i'm very excited to work with playstation on their stuff everyone assumed this was like this guy basically announced emulation coming to ps5 but it's like no no i'm about game pres- no i'm about game preservation i don't have anything to announce about back compat or emulation or anything Anyway, here's a GDC talk you can watch, and everyone went away after that. There was no excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I didn't even hear about this. I didn't, I didn't hear about this at all. Damn, it, it was really good that it just blew up for one second, and then he's like, "No, no, I, I do boring shit," and then they all went, "Ah," <laughs> just walked away. <laughs> I, it's still they good threw to up hear the, the peace sign, and then slowly faded away. Yes. It's good to hear that they care about preserving their games, though. Yes. In general. Everyone should have yeah. a division dedicated to this. It's insane that they don't. Right. Like, th- th- this is happening just now. It. Sony, of all places. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so it's good that they're staffing up in that way. Uh, very promising in that sense. It's a, it's a good GDC talk. Anyways, uh, that's it for that Sony news. Let's talk about other Sony news. We got dates on the PlayStation Plus thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. So we, we have that tiered system. that's going to let you like do time demos and play old games. Um, they, they, they put out a bunch of release dates. Um, Japan is getting it June 1st. North America is getting it June 13th and Europe's getting it June 22nd. Uh, I believe there's another day that was like, uh, near the end of May, but that was like for specific Asian territories that are not Japan. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Additionally, uh, we saw that Siphon Filters 1 through 4 were rated for PS4 and 5 in Korea 
So those are probably, I would assume, can confirm for the service. Yeah, uh, Mystic Ryan made a tweet about this, and I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a shame that you know this is how we get this news through it being rated instead of Sony telling us up front why we would pay them more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, may- yeah. Maybe yeah, putting what a, that what off the bizarre... official announcement post. Yeah, and yeah, for people who don't know, these are siphon filter games that cover the PS1, the PS2, and the PSP. Like okay, they, they, they are all across siphon filter fours on PSP. Um, one of these is, I think it's three. I think it's like Dark Mirror. Okay. And yeah, only yeah. There are two PSP. of them that have <laughs> subtitles. What? What? what like, like my res, like my Silent Hill pitch. Yes. Yeah. They they aren't. <laughs> they like the last oh two God. are not numbered, so it's hard to figure out. Yeah, that's. I, uh, yeah, that's what got me confused when I was looking at the news when it first dropped. Yeah. When uh, when I replied to Vista Grind on Twitter, I'm just like, yeah, it's a real fucking shame they had to do that instead of it leaking through these rating boards announcement or rating boards ratings. Someone came into my replies and went, "This isn't a leak." <laughs> I just I just muted them and moved on. Yeah, that's the I'm only like, response. I'm not, I'm not interested in debating with you what is and isn't a leak. You clearly insane blocked, person. I would have blocked those people. The most annoying people ever. <laughs> uh feel you have more words about things related to this possibly okay uh sony has announced that any game that is going to be sold for more than 37 dollars which is a bizarre number that i cannot figure out the meaning of (laughs) but uh it uh it has to have it has to have a timed gameplay trial uh, I think I know the system they came to this conclusion with, Bob. Yeah. I think they, they were looking at a bunch of numbers, and Jim Ryan looks at 37 and he goes, $37, oh boy. <laughs> and that's when he decided that was the moment. I assume this is just pretty much saying, if you're going to have a $40 release. But they needed to cut it a few they, dollars lower yeah, just because, in case. Because <laughs> you know people do that. I'm like, no, it's $39.99. It's not $40. And then, then Jim Ryan's like, well, the $39. And then one guy's like, 38 fuck you. Yeah, yeah like, it just feels if, like it fights that. Yeah, it was like, no, we need a demo for these things that are very expensive. <laughs> if you create a bespoke demo for the game, Sony can specially approve that, and then you don't have to do this. Okay, but that like require, but that like requires special permission. Uh, this is for their fucking subscription service because the because to- the fucking timed gameplay demos was yeah. a feature of of the highest tier, right? Which mm-hmm. is crazy, but you know. Which is, like, it's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess letting everybody try the game for a little bit is a good, but why, but but being attached to a subscription service is just crazy. I, yeah. I guess it's like, the idea is those people who are on that subscription service have the money. <laughs> like, they're on the highest end. Of course they got money, so but, they don't want you to try it. But, <laughs> but, buy it. but they're, but they're, but, but they're the subscription service where you get, they're like the highest game pass tier. I, know. I think Sony's going to quickly, quickly learn. I'm, they're going to quickly learn that um, maybe not. Uh, also, Tekken 2, Ridge Racer 2, and Mr. Driller has appeared in the PlayStation Network backend. Actually, that is Ridge Racers 2, Ooh. Which, is, which is the PSP one that never came out in the U.S. Oh, <laughs> that's way better. God yes, damn. Ridge Racers 2 is really good. Ridge Racer 2, uh, I think that's actually called Ridge Racer Revolution. But I, I'm not entirely sure. Anyways, that's very exciting. Ridge Racers 2 should have come out in this territory and just didn't. For anyone who doesn't know, Ridge Racers is the Japanese and European titles for uh, Ridge Racer on the PSP, which those games are composites of every Ridge Racer game. So you get the best courses, the best soundtracks, and all these cars. So, hell yeah. 
bring it. Uh, I think that's it for Sony news. We're good, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, we'll just continue with field news then. Okay. Uh, Ubisoft's on fire. We we knew this, <laughs> but it, it seems like they're banking on it being sold now. This is a really uh, great the- stage in capitalism we're living through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is this is really funny given how desperate they were to not be sold for the entire last gen. Yeah. Um. They're apparently people who are looking into them are private equity groups like Blackstone. So, so it is, so it isn't like, like we don't, as far as we know, Phil has not run to Satya, uh, his door right now. I'm like, I need another check. I need another check. I need another check. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they, they like Ubisoft has not been doing the job that Activision has of trying to revitalize their IPs for a second to remind everyone they still have really important IPs. Yeah. They They just did the crashing into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, Ubisoft has just crashed into the ground. (laughs) <laughs> they showed us one bad trailer of a Prince of Persia and then went away. You know, we were talking uh, about it last year, I think. I think it was just barely last year, but maybe it was this year feel where you were like, uh, corporations stopped finding it, stopped knowing how to actually provide new value decades ago. And now the newest value that a corporation can hold for itself is literally not making anything so it can sell itself. <laughs> how fucking bizarre is that? The stage uh, we're at. <laughs> Yeah. Um real quick. But real quick. How funny would it be the Activision one fails, but somehow a Ubisoft one goes through? That's a lot less. Yeah, it is it would be less. a lot less, so <laughs> I could see it happening. Um but but the big thing isn't just that they're on fire, it's also that uh that the Guillermo fan Guillermo? Yeah, that you, said, you said that? that way closer than Sachi and Nadella. So uh no, none of the none of the next generation want want to be at this company, and they've all left. So there's oh. like nobody there's nobody to oh. take over. So it looks like they're just they're just gonna get sold to somebody. Like I, I'm 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 sure that uh I'm sure that they'll get sold to some private equity firm or to Microsoft and uh f- fall apart even more and never produce anything anybody cares about ever again. Cool. I love this hobby. I, uh-huh. <laughs> it's all hey, right. Hey, it's not. This is this is the opposite of seventh gen, where the side of the industry I don't care about is just burning to the ground, and the side I do care about mostly fine. Yeah, I, yeah. a lot of companies I care about are thriving. Uh, Housemark is owned by Sony, and that's probably the best thing for them they could have had going for them ever. <laughs> so, weirdly, finally enough, the IB drip. Yeah, they 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 have the lifeline for now. Um, and you know, Capcom's knocking it out of the park with the fucking Resident Evil stuff, and hopefully soon Street Fighter. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, the Mario movie has been delayed to spring 2023. Uh, all, also, the entire plot le- leaked on Reddit, and Nintendo then confirmed it by DMCAing that post. Cool, it's just like the Sonic I, movie. I, I, <laughs> Great. I, I, I entirely missed that. I was just still blacking out over the tweet of "This is Miyamoto," the old, uh, the most meet old me man in the barnyard. <laughs> yes. Uh. It's funny because it we, it leaked at first, right? And I saw a number of people going, it's not real if it doesn't get DMCA'd. And then a few hours passed and I guess it did. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. rough. Oh, man. <sighs> um, uh, yeah, no shit, it got delayed. We haven't seen a single fucking thing from that movie and it's April, right? It's, it's May yeah. when this goes up. I always assumed this was a <laughs> next year movie. I was surprised when it was like, no, I was supposed to be this year. <laughs> I'm like, Nintendo can't be so psychotic as to completely buck the trend of how oh. Hollywood marketing works. Can they? Bet they can. Bet they can. Uh, there's 
I am have been sure of nothing as sure as I am that the first time we'll see a trailer for that movie is in a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, probably. And I bet watch that be the only time we ever see a trailer for. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Somehow the highest grossing movie ever made. People well, walked in, they're like, cool. we literally didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Modern Warfare 2 logo has been revealed. It's dumb. I mean, cool. the logo looks fine. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's got the two in there. It, they did. It. They yeah, got the job so done. I, I, my, the first time I saw it was someone just edited the Roman numeral two to be the Twin Towers. That's the only context I oh, have. Oh God! You, you know, you know, you know that part. You know that joke in South Park where where um the episode with with Jared from Subway before he goes at it as a pedophile. Uh huh. Um, and he's like, I lost so much weight because of AIDS, and he meant like assistance. Yeah. And then the kids cause a bunch of misconceptions at the end. They're like, no, we meant assistance. And the adults are like, we never would have thought this was funny five years ago. That means it finally happened. And they, they pull down the sheet around the giant gold sign that says AIDS is now finally funny. <laughs> God. I, I did not know about this. <laughs> Yep. Oh, you didn't. You didn't know. I, you did not know I knew about uh, the concept here, here. for the episode, but not the conclusion. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I feel like it really feels like that. That stupid fucking video about turning red, not addressing nine eleven, has done that to nine eleven. It was like watching this happen in real life mm-hmm. in front yes. of you as time went on. Yeah, where someone had to. I'm like, what are you talking about nine eleven and a and a and a Pixar movie? What what happened? Well, see, here here's the thing. You have to keep in mind. Uh, one of these attacked patriotism in America itself. The other one was the victim of AIDS. So one of these <laughs> gets a much faster turnaround on when is it funny and acceptable to the vast majority of people. But I don't know. This is speculation. I don't know how what people's tastes and lines are on this shit. I'm going to be enough. honest, though. I have dyslexia. I looked at the fucking Modern Warfare logo and I went, Neverwinter? Winter." <laughs> <laughs> my, my brain turned the M into an N. I, the I green can see it. <laughs> I, I I just thought I just I just thought of this old edit of a Halo of the cover of Halo Wars. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's about eight hours into a Halo Three Land Party. <laughs> uh, let's see. No more Heroes uh, Three non Switch editions launch October eighth. Thank God. No. Thank God. Great. Got a got a uh, nice solid date. Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown announced Top Gun Maverick collaboration DLC. We don't know what it is. I hope it's all more homoerotic like the movie. Well, the first is... Top Gun movie anyway. I have no idea if, if Top Gun Maverick is. Right. I'm scared the Top Gun Maverick will forget what the only good part that was of uh, of the original. Oh, which yeah. Had nothing to do with flying the planes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> they're going to forget completely. I know, right? This sucks. No, no. That, th- <laughs> this entire thing is Tom Cruise bragging, and he's like, I spent so much time actually learning to fly and teaching other people to fly for the movie. Oh. I do, I do uh, like this is feels equivalent of Toys Galaxy. Is it canon? <laughs> Will it be gay? <laughs> <laughs> Will it be gay with Mr. Feel? Uh,. Now, Sony announced a bunch more horrible movies that are all going to bomb. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. They announced a Craven the Hunter movie. That's a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. yeah I've no. heard of that one, at least. Uh, they announced a Madam Web movie. You might know who that is if you watched the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s, because she was a big part of that. Yeah. Um, they announced an El Muerto movie. 
Who's El Morto? I don't know. I think that was a bad guy in an episode of Mega 64 season one. <laughs> yeah, yeah he is a spider. He is a Spider-Man <laughs> villain from two issues in 2006. He has never appeared before or since. I got really oh, concerned at first when you said Sony movie in this, where I was like, is it going to be the wrestler dude from Jackie Chan Adventures? That would be so much better. Right? Like... Dude from two issues of a comic book in 2006. That means nothing, literally. But they're like, it's it, part of the Spider-Man brand. We think so. We can do this. Hey, hey, uh, w- when are you go- when are you bring Jackie Chan Adventures back? Like, yeah, you should do that. We have we have all we have all these streaming services. Like, I'm I'm sure I'm sh- that's like an, like somebody would get excited for that. I'd look at it. The VAs are still working. Jackie Chan's voice actor, because it wasn't actually Jackie Chan, was fucking Hojo in the FF7 remake. <laughs> so they're clearly getting some work done. Yeah, just just make it make it later. You can do that. It'd, it'd be neat. Uh, so th- th- this I'm only talking about for cruel reasons. Uh, okay. Monochrome Medium, which is a new game in the Utawara Room. Utawarerumo underwater Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows. Uh, (laughs) There we go. uh, uh, It's getting a simultaneous worldwide release on PC on September eighth, Japan and America. Uh, uh, Hey, Falcom and Nipponichi Software America, what the fuck? Look, what the fuck? They can't. What the fuck? They they can't step to that. How the fuck did this get this? Everybody (laughs) knows the Utawarer Romano guys is like there's the Chads. They have so much money. That you just can't be compared to. No, you can't live Jeez. up to those expectations. <sighs> that's all my news. That's, that's I, just like, wa- I just wanted to be. I'm going to do this every time some unbelievably small thing is like, yeah, day and date. It's like that's like expecting me to look as fit as all the fitness guys I follow on YouTube with their meal prep, who are like five four and they have to diet for half a day in order to get skinny again. <laughs> <laughs> and, I fu- and I hate all of them. <laughs> It's just unfair. You can't hold me to that bar. We now move to KZ. Uh, do the good shit last. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, then we'll go bottom up. Sounds great. Ubisoft announces Project Q. This is a team-based arena game. This is not a battle royale. This is just some game. That's it. Bob, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought, I bet Ubisoft could make a good hero shooter? No. I, I, I don't it, think Ubisoft can make good anything at this point. Isn't this the thing that was probably an NFT game at first and they ripped the NFTs out? Is this thing where it's like, build your own stuff and take it from thing to thing in this game? I searched Project, like, search Project Q and it's like, queer nonprofit in LA. And I'm like, okay, clearly not going to be the shipping title. <laughs> But yeah, that might have been it in the in a conceptual thing before they actually yes, announced it. it. This in, they got ahead said that there's none. Introducing codename Project Q, a team battle arena, letting players truly own the experience. Oh my god! But uh, ah. no, but nobody knows what that means. But they've said this doesn't have NFTs. But this was definitely the NFT game they ripped the NFTs out of. Um, yes, yes. They this is actually before they even launched that other hero shooter that's based in the Tom Clancy universe. Mm-hmm. Is, is this a hero shooter? Uh, they're calling oh. it a team-based arena shooter. I believe that's correct. One moment. It would be strange if they weren't trying to do a hero shooter thing based on the, uh, that information. Yeah, based on that description of these character Even designs, it, it would be really yeah. bizarre to be like, they don't have unique personalities or abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's like, I feel like years out of vogue to be like, here's my hero shooter that isn't from an established IP. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, please be excited for this Ubisoft video game. <laughs> the tall that's never, going, that's the never going to come off because they're never going to come out because they're burning down. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Ooh. It won't even have that moment that um that that one that had Twitch integration had. The the battle royale where it's like Twitch Hyper players could make Yes, that. Probably which again, which be. again, which again, well, multiple people told me like, yeah, it's gimmick is that it had a really high tick rate and felt really good. And I'm like, wow, it would be nice if any human being ever had communicated that to people. No. Well, Next people, up. people don't understand what a tick rate is. We can't just explain. <laughs> Impossible. You know, you're right, Dan. Speaking of good tick rates, mm -hmm. Splatoon 3. Cool. This is coming out September 9th, mm -hmm. uh, confirming my theory, uh, that, that they just probably swapped places with Xenoblade. <laughs> because that's, that's what happened. Game, yeah, because this game needed a bit more time. But we got that. Uh, they put out a trailer that confused many people because it is not a trailer. They just showed an uncut match of Turf War, which looked cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this is cool for people who are really into Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah, this ain't getting anybody new, that's for sure. <laughs> it, it probably won't help people who are on the edge. Uh, I look forward to their next trailer about this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure something for ETH, whatever they do for ETH3 will be neat. Yes. Yeah, because then we'll probably see uh, uh, more more of a chunk of the campaign. Right. You know? Yeah, I feel like this could have just been a blog post style thing. Just post on Twitter, hey, this is what's happening. But they gave us yep. the, the treat that it was, watch a match. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Yeah. And then so, I didn't watch the whole match because I had enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, many people asked for this. It was finally given on an iterative sequel. <laughs> So my last piece of news, uh, piping hot today. It's very, very exciting. Uh, Yuji Naka opens up about what happened with Balan Wonderworld. Now, I put it later in the bullet points, but the context for this is um, that uh, Yuji Naka sued Square Enix, and that is concluded now. Because six months before launch, he was removed as director. His removal uh, from the director spot was approved by basically every high-profile position on the team, from producers to advertisers to the sound team. Yeah, the sound and, and team. HR. <laughs> the, the sound one of these team. The sound. One team. of these people being Naoto Oshima. Yeah. Yes. The and sound HR. team. Yes. How and did you piss off the sound team? I. I I'm gonna tell tell my theory at the end of this because I can see okay. what fucking happened through yes, time. Because I'll because I'll keep going through it. There were two reasons that he says were cited. One of them is in which one of the advertisements, instead of using something for the game soundtrack, used a YouTuber's piano cover of something. And then the other reason he cited was Arzest did not fix bugs between builds, and apparently him complaining about it to try and get it fixed strained the relationship with Arzest and caused major problems. Yeah, that's what... And, uh, 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 I would like to bring up something real quick here right now that sure. uh, is, is tangentially related. Um, Matsuda, the CEO of Square Enix, did an interview this month that nobody translated except for fucking bounding into comics, that terrible culture war website. Uh, fuck them. But this interview literally says what, what we have, what I have, what I guessed multiple times on this podcast, uh, where Matsuda says... Yeah, when we when we contract an external company to make something, we don't really look at it until it's all almost done. Like you don't go into the kitchen and look inside the pot when it's being cooked. You just wait for the cook to bring you the food. And like, <laughs> and I'm, so, so basically, confirmation they don't look at these projects. But which which feeds into what I'm what I'm going to say. I fear I think happened with this. Yeah, he went ahead and he 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 sued Square over this, and all he says is that it concluded, and um. 
personally, I, I'd be willing to to believe in him if there wasn't an, an insanely well-documented history of him being a shit heel at Sega and the amount of things that he did, <laughs> including speaking Japanese to other executives that he didn't speak, think spoke Japanese, saying that they're going to steal tech for, for a Sonic game. <laughs> Yeah, that was while they many, were at STI, Sega Technical Institute yeah. in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are they numerous, just, numerous quotes and stuff like this that make me go, you particularly, and his poor track record, you know, over the years has been pretty, pretty bad to the point. And, and also the concept of, well, he was only the first person to say anything about this. And it's that, that, that lesson of that means he's right. <laughs> I'm like, this seems crazy when the entire development team wanted you out. Including like your longtime partner, yeah, and like collaborator. Here's what I think happened. Okay, uh, the first the first point he brings up, uh, Casey left out the part where it's like he thought that the person should be credited, which says I was ousted for being too generous and having too big a cock. So let's discard that one. Uh, you're talking uh, about the mute, person that, who that made the song that was changed to a ghost yeah, writer. The, the, uh, yes, they didn't credit the person who made the cover that was used in the advertisement, and he said they should have and complained, which I'm going to discard because that sounds really fake. Um, the second one with the bugs, this game did not ship full of bugs. Like, that that's like was like the least of the problems anybody ever brought up with it. Yeah. Yeah, what I, I think, through all of that. What, There's like one visual thing and, you know, the that, that, that bug the, they patched in the day one thing that was like the seizure thing, but for the most part, it was bad, but <laughs> they like they give you they give you a power that lets you fly and that doesn't break the game entirely. So anyway, Yuji Naka has a horrible history of micromanaging things. Mm -hmm. He also has a horrible history of throwing everybody but Yuji Naka under the bus. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> what I think ha and because because like Japanese companies like I, I can't see a, even like some small team like ours is like getting pissed at being told to fix bugs that seems very bizarre so what i think happened is yuji naka micromanages this fucking game because it has yuji naka all over it right like the the one the, the one button the the 500 costumes the no fucking dialogue mm -hmm. all that shit square enix comes in sick like let's say eight months before they intended to ship because he got removed six months before release they look at it and say this seems really bad Yuji Naka immediately tries to throw Arzus under the bus, for, and they know all the decisions were him. Mm -hmm. And that just turns... Because you tur he turned Naoto Oshima against him. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, he struck like, out with him to make these to make these teams when they left Sega, right? Like, it, it just comes off to me as like, he must have been so fucking offensive to these people. Like, he must have literally said, no, it's all their fault, all this bad stuff. I tried not to tell them this was all a bad idea. It's all just bugs. They need to fix it. And and then they're like, uh, can, can we get fucking rid of this guy? Uh, that That's that's my version of events based on the information we have. We, uh, I think because of the rant about the sound team, we may have not uh, clearly conveyed. And also HR. <laughs> Oh yeah, Literally. I'm trying to get HR out again. Every high-profile <laughs> position on the team approved the removal from his own tweet. He said in court documents, as you can see here, these are the people that approved it: producer, yeah. advertiser, sound team, human resources. Batman couldn't get this out of me. Yeah, that that just seems way too in incriminating in this thing. And then he spends like another half because he does this on a Twitter thread, uh, both in <laughs> Japanese and English, just talking about. I've always cared about working to the very last second when we were making Sonic uh, before 
you would die if you if you had like one ring. We 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 made a change to it at the last second to make the game better. That's not what we're allowed to do for Bland Wonderworld. The the thing that really put me against him in this specific regard that was like, dude, you you couldn't sound faker if you were a puppet. <laughs> was like, I don't think they really care about the gamers the way I care about the gamers. <laughs> I don't. Th I don't think they have passion the way I do. I'm like, th th it really comes off like he just okay. I can now talk about this. Runs to Twitter as quickly as possible to build the narrative. Yeah, yeah. that's really how this came off to me. And like, and he and he still with he told us basically nothing because he can't actually give us documents. I'm sure whatever fucking settlement says he's not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like he still had he still accidentally got in. Yeah, every single person there wanted me gone. Yeah, this is uh, insanely incriminating. I'm just, Bob. Yeah, what's up? When are we going to go play uh, the Bland Wonder uh, World theme of the firefighter with heroic aspirations as I Joker dance on some stairs, having known Yuji Naka sucked this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a good win for you, and I'm really happy for you in <laughs> well, general. Thanks. Thank you. Because you got to win, and you also didn't get to play it at I was thinking just yesterday, I was watching some YouTuber's video that does like Dark Souls like challenge runs and they do custom music. And I'm like, what is this? What is this bopping big band track that I'm Bland fucking <laughs> The one song in there that I like, despite Dan convincing me that it's a Chips Ahoy commercial jingle. Uh, okay, so it wasn't the one that is literally stolen from Ghostbusters, the movie. No, no, this is the one where you just yelled a thousand chips delicious while Balance fighting uh, <laughs> fucking Lance in the alternate dimension. This is really good. It's, it's the only positive I have out of that old game where I'm like, that's all right, alongside like some designs. But good lord, <laughs> I was I was not ready for like this thread, and I was like, I'm with them at first because I was I just woke up and I'm like, oh this this sounds. Wait a minute. What? It seems like yeah. this is all your fault because I, you saying everyone everyone approved you leaving is the same thing as uh, what's his name? Inafune. Inafune. Where yeah. like no one said no one to tried. Me. No one tried to stop me. Yeah. That, except that, that, except that that this is energy. even worse. Yes. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I said this on Twitter. I didn't know that the that one of the Sega executives who who said Peter Moore was lying about. How Sega is perceived was Yuji Naka. Yeah, like I, I am, I, I am now putting him like at equal to or below Keiji Inafune. Yeah, there, there were a lot of people who went up in Sega's organization in the early days who are just kind of shitty people. <laughs> and I don't mean like oh they're sex pests. They're just really bad at their job and also incredibly full of themselves, making overreaching decisions mm. and abusive and abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the professional this, sense, um, not the, uh, not the. Not the personal sense. Right, not the yeah. marital or uh, domestic sense, yeah. Right. Yeah, I was watching this, like, video that was outlining uh, Sonic's roughest uh, years in the aughts as they were they were trying to get things handled, and it was just going into what, what the teams were, what they were doing, and every time they went to Yuji Naka, I started turning to stone. Of, like, this is what he was doing right now. Yeah, it sure was. Which was basically fucking over every other team that wasn't Sonic team. Yeah, so I God, the the th the thing the thing where they're like, we want to make a Sonic game on the Saturn. Uh, we're gonna use we want to use the Knights engine, and Yuji Naka shit his pants and was like, if you give them the Knights engine, I'll quit. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why we didn't get a Sonic game on the fucking Saturn. What a mystery! It's a, such a fucking mystery. It's really great that he destroyed Sega of America.
the Sega Technical Institute. It's really great that Yuji Naka did all these fucking things. What an asshole. I got to learn through this video that it was so fucked up over there for more than half of its, more than half of Sonic Heroes levels were made by one guy. Because the second guy was just out sick. <laughs> From due to, due, due, due to intense crunch. I, uh, I think the two main things to come out of this is everyone can now just stop giving me guff anytime I say it's obvious that Yuji Naka sucks. Uh, but two... Uh, yeah, those third-party Square Enix things need more oversight. Yeah, that definitely yeah, like yeah, that maybe really, really maybe highlights that of like, no, it was six months out. You had to kick out the director because he was so bad, and then you <laughs> launched it anyway. <laughs> that doesn't look good. Yeah. You should cancel this. <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it's blatantly obvious between this and that interview that Square Enix's pro- process on these on these external projects is okay. We'll see you in we'll see you in however long. Let's say three years. We'll see you in three years. They come back. It's on fire. Wow, that's bad. And then they push it out the door. Yeah, they're like, oh, God, well, it's got launched, though. <laughs> they're like, oh, wow, that's, re- that's, re- that's really bad. And then they just unload a shotgun into it multiple times and kick it out the door, right? <laughs> and I'm like, thank you for this awful thing. I guess I'll make a stream goal for it. I want to know uh-huh. who took over for Yuji after he left. Uh, at Sega? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Not Sega. On Belang. Oh, on Belang? six months. Some poor some, soul at Arzest. If there's some hero over there trying to make that game into a game. Now to yeah, it's I, probably spending the last six to eight months of development just seething. <laughs> that he's it's like, yeah, oh my God. I, yeah, I didn't put it in the thing of the people who approved the removal was also acting director also approved it and pressed the button to open the airlock. I know, right? Uh, and you know what? I'm just going to pretend it wasn't Naoto. I'm going to pretend it was a bright. He just opened the hatch and tossed him out of the ship. <laughs> Actually making good I, on that promise, finally. <laughs> finally. I, I just I just imagine that Yuji Naka's just dropped out of that plane like the dude who talks weird in Gundam Wing. Are these my tears? <laughs> he stole a mobile suit? Ah! <laughs> yeah, he only see, gets uh, these, doesn't get domed in the skull wall falling out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you shoot a man before fall, before shoving him out of a plane? Before throwing him out of a plane. <laughs> Time to go mobile. God, could you imagine a Gundam character dubbed like that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should get that at some point because there's so many showers. One of them should sound like that's that. That's just like, that, and you think that gives you power over me? I, you know, no, no see, look, based on what I know, based on what I know about it, the Gundam series with Bane would be Gundam Double O. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I yeah, want to yeah, hear full frontal that. voice That's like that. I, I was gonna say full frontal would work for me too. For, for, <laughs> frankly, um, I've been watching Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Egyptian god Khonshu mm-hmm. does a voice effect that sounds exactly like Bane. It kills me. Where it just feels like overly, overly edited and overly loud. So whenever he talks, I just laugh. That's awesome. I'm like, you You have a Bane. This is wonderful. That's our news, though. That's it for the news. In the next week, Bob and I will play video games. Whoa. KZ? I, I also want to play video games. I may may try and finally get through, uh, finally play Kirby, because I've just... Yeah, that sleep. game's great. I've, I've been putting it off, but I'm definitely going to play it. Unlike I've been putting off Horizon, I will definitely play it in <laughs> December, mid mid-December. <laughs> you better start a long time before then, buddy. 
It's not like it no, can go on a Dan game of the year list anyway. There might be some things from it that we could talk about during Game of the Year. Definitely a lot of ending things and tangent things. <laughs> Bes besides, Agra wants to do the spoiler cast, I'm sure. He I does. don't think he wants that at all. Oh, I think he does. I think he wants to record that one from inside of a boxing ring. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think he wants like to, to be... Uh, Casey, what is that dude's name in Xenoblade? The one who dies in the very beginning? <laughs> Mumcar! I don't think he wants to be Mumcar in the opening of Xenoblade. <laughs> She's like, no, please! Uh, how do you feel? You play video game? Yeah. Yeah, I play video game. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. If you would like to support us, head on over to www.patreon.com slash GB Podcast, where you can get extra podcasts and early access to our anime podcast, Chugging Bleach and Mondo Cool. Head on over there and become a $5 backer or Podlord today.